And then Rafi said she saw routines as really important, mainly from a well-being perspective, because she saw other students sleeping in and for some of them who got themselves into this kind of downward spiral of, of sleeping late and then not doing much with their days, getting behind with work. She saw that as having a bad impact on their mental health. Hi, this is Louise and a really warm welcome to Successful Student Transitions, a podcast hosted by me and Elizabeth Gillies. Our aim is to support you as you step out, find your new gear and thrive in the next stage of your life. So you're listening to Series 4, Lean Into Student Life, Thrive Through the Maze of University Transition. This series is for you if you're a first year university student who's just arrived at uni. For the next eight weeks, we'll be offering tips for settling well and thriving through this life transition. In this episode, we share five tips for helping you to unleash your organisational superpowers. Yes, they're there somewhere. We know that you have a lot to juggle at the moment and it can be really challenging to establish new routines. But as you're here, there are huge benefits in getting organised and establishing a flexible routine. Not least, as we heard in the introduction, the positive benefit routine has on your mental health and well-being. Now, before you listen, a quick reminder, please, 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 will you follow and subscribe, like and review this podcast and help us promote it and get it to more students. And if you'd like to get your hands on the very useful playbook for this episode containing show notes, coaching questions and links to additional useful resources, go to louisewilds.com forward slash lean dash in. We'll also send you the playbooks for the episode we've already published as well. So on with today's episode. So hello and welcome and I really wish I could actually be talking to you face to face so that I could hear your response to this but I wonder how the first few weeks have been going for you. Um, you know, perhaps you've had some really great times, some good times, some meh times and perhaps even a few yeah, not so good days, perhaps even a few tears and all of that would be very normal. You know change brings with it this contrast you know some days are good, some days are a bit more challenging and, and that's absolutely fine. And now today, as you begin to emerge from the craziness of Freshers Week or Fortnight, depending on what your uni does, we thought it would be great to start thinking about some of the planning, the organisation that you will need to start to do and beginning to create some element of routine in your your everyday life. I know routine can sound a bit boring, (laughs) but there's good sense in our thoughts around this. And Elizabeth, you remember those students that we we interviewed back in episodes 11 through to 15 can you remember what they said about the importance of of routine because i seem to remember that they did talk about routine Mm. quite a bit you know three of them mentioned the importance of routine and they they had a real point in what they were saying um you know it's that move moving into settled um getting more settled starting to be the student you want to be so moving into that phase, you've had this fun time and now it's about starting routines. And Ben in episode 12 said uh, one challenge he'd found out about university in those early days was he had decision fatigue, a nice, a really nice phrase, because there were so many decisions to make about free time, what he was doing, about planning work, shopping, cooking, socialising, budgeting, 
And he said, I learned that routine for me is key. One of the reasons is it takes all those decisions away and helps me plan my day. It makes decisions for me. It gives me stability and a sense of control. So isn't that really important, that though, that kind of routine that he sets himself? And of course, you know, we know that when you've been in school, you've like had a huge sense of routine about things happening in, in, in certain ways. So that's really important. And Ben also said that he had some flexibility. If someone asked me to do something that wasn't in his routine, he changed plans. So there was a bit of flexibility around that too. And Louise... Mm -hmm. You know, it was also Maya and Rafi talked about routine. Do you remember what they said? Yeah, I think, well, actually, the point you just raised, because Maya said, um, Maya said um, that routine for her was an important factor as she settled. You said it was good to have the freedom that you have um, as a student. But when you've come from the school environment, which is really well organised for you, you need to be conscious that you then need to make your own routine. So I guess what she was saying is it's, it's easy to think there isn't anything to be done because you're used to a routine being provided for you, but actually there is. <laughs> You've got to make your own routine and decide how you're going to live your days. And then Rafi said she saw routines as really important, mainly from a well-being perspective, because she saw other students sleeping in and for some of them who got themselves into this kind of downward spiral of, of sleeping late and then not doing much with their days, getting behind with work. She saw that as having a bad impact on their mental health. So what she said was keep on you know, having a bit of a routine, having a bit of exercise in that routine, a little bit of everything in moderation, she said. Um, I thought that was a good good piece of advice there. So I think, you know, it's really important. You know, the aim is to have a good routine and remembering that you actually can fall into bad routines without even realizing it can be a bit in you know it, it creep up on you you know you, you start staying to bed till 10 11 then suddenly it's 12 and you get up play a few computer games spend a bit of time on social media and before you know it it's four five o'clock end of really working day then you might find a few friends to socialize with and then suddenly you're back to bed and yeah that's fine for a few days we're not saying don't ever do that but you know, if you're doing that every day, you end up ending the, the day without any sense of achievement, really. Um, you've missed some lectures, perhaps, and then you start to miss some deadlines. And, you know, there's this downward spiral. It has an impact on your mental health, how you're feeling about yourself, how you're feeling about the experience and some low energy, lacking in enthusiasm. You know, and it can all become quite a, a big issue. So, um, yeah, thinking about the negative aspects of, of not setting a positive routine, I think is really important. What what comes to mind for you, Elizabeth, um, having sort of heard about the students' experiences? Well, I, you know, I, I agree that sometimes if it's just left to whatever happens, you get into perhaps routines that you're not being intentional about. So, we're talking about creating positive, intentional routines, setting yourself up for success was one of the things that we talked about before. So when you're establishing these routines, we're really talking about organization and planning and, you know, taking a little bit of control to a certain extent. You're kind of reducing the uncertainty and also redu reducing a little bit of the chance of being distracted by things. Um, so it's, 
it's more of an intentional approach to it. And in his book, Nir Eyal says, this book called Indistractable, the fact is, in this day and age, if you are not equipped to manage distraction, your brain will be manipulated by time-wasting diversions. Now, I know that's true for me. <laughs> so that's why I have that quite an intentional bit of planning, you know, likely for my month, but certainly then I chunk it down to a day-by-day thing. So we're thinking about do, having some purpose in doing this. And, you know, most days when I get most of the things done, I can feel I've had a productive day, but I also know what happens when I don't. So um, today we're going to be sharing five tips with you to unleash this organisational superpower and help you move away from unhelpful distractions. So Louise, give us tip one. Okay, so I think, yeah, as a a really big headline, headliner for your university experience is to just have a little bit of a think about why you're where you are and what motivates you about this experience. Because, you know, hopefully we're going to have that sensation of motivation to to get engaged in this university experience. Um, Because it's much easier to do things when we feel motivated to do them okay we can push ourselves but that's that's tough that's hard work all of the time so there are two forms of motivation people talk about intrinsic which comes from within ourselves and extrinsic which is motivation that comes from outside of ourselves for example we may be motivated to a certain extent extent by expectations of our performance and our ability you know, either from our parents from our friends and so on we want to impress um, and then if you're thinking to the future and you're thinking about careers and jobs you might be a bit motivated I don't know, by money or by travel and adventure who knows that's down to you but you know you'll have things that are pulling you forward and, and motivating you to do what you're doing and we kind of need a mixture of the two but the one that really impacts our well-being and research has shown leads to better performance and a higher quality of work is that intrinsic motivation. So I'm just going to suggest as tip one that you think about your university experience and, and just think forward three or four years, depending on the course that you're doing. What do you hope this experience will have brought for you? You know, what will the experience have been like? Can you write down, you know, in journal perhaps on that question and think about what will have been good about these years? Um, what will you be saying about this experience in three or four years' time? And and think about it from sort of life experience, you know, how have you lived? What have you been doing? And um, think about your friendships and relationships, you know, how do you hope that your social life will pan out? And then also, of course, your work and academic experience. And try to think beyond that, my goal and my aim is to get a first. Um, okay, that would be lovely, get a first, but perhaps not here today. But there is more to the academic experience than the ultimate exam results. So think about what you want to achieve through your studies. You know, what are you interested in? What do you want to learn more about? Um, what do you hope you'll be able to focus your time on? So give yourself a little exercise um, today Think to think about that. What are your hopes for this experience? And just write down whatever comes to mind. And that will help you to see you know, why you're here, why you're sitting where you are right now and hopefully what will happen for you in the future. Is there anything else that, that I've missed, Elizabeth, that you would add there? 
I, th- I think I just want to touch on that motivation thing. I think some people do feel mot- motivated. They, they've either got that internal intrinsic motivation or externally external motivation. But however, if your motivation's low, it's kind of hard to use that sometimes to get you going. And Jerome Bruner, who was a Harvard psychologist, he said this really interesting thing that you're more likely to act yourself into a feeling if that feeling's motivation, then feel yourself into an action. So it kind of says, just get down and do things. And if we're thinking about, you know, setting yourself some goals in maybe academic work or relationships or friendships, kind of make these goals almost, I'm going to use this psychological term, behavioral goals. This is what you want to do. Um, so I want to make a good group of friends. I want to pass all my coursework. I want to handle my work in time. These are kind of goals. So then you're like you're more likely kind of to do that stuff. Um, so if you're thinking you're not that motivated, don't wait for the motivation to come because it might not. Go on with doing your work. And then actually for a lot of people, that's when their motivation comes, when they're five, 10, 15 minutes into doing the task. Mm. So you can trick yourself into a bit of motivation too, if it's not there naturally. Think about those goals then that you want to set, set set some kind of behavioral goals. So again, you're making, doing it intentionally, trying to kind of drive yourself forward. Um, You know, that independent living that you're, you're, you're kind of in at the moment is a is a great thing to be able to do. It gives you freedom and a lot more choices about what you're going to do. And at the same time, there comes personal responsibility and accountability. After all, you're there to be a student. Absolutely. Great. Okay, so then moving on to tip two. So you know, as you start to think about everything that you're going to do and the organisation that we're going to talk about in a minute from tip three onwards, it's useful to know what personal resources you've got to sort of throw at all of that. You know, that you you know that you have strengths and skills that you've used in your past, in the past and up till now, that you can apply to all of this too. So as a sort of foundation, if you like, for organisation and getting going, have a little think about what your skills and strengths and talents are. Perhaps you'd like to just scribble them all down. You know, understanding what you're good at will help you to feel more confident as a start. Um, and you know, research has shown that when you utilize your strengths and you understand your strengths and then you use them in in taking uh, undertaking tasks and activities, you do so then with more energy, more enthusiasm, and you generally perform better too. So there's a really strong reason for understanding your strengths and using them um, actually consciously in in the stuff that you're doing. So Elizabeth, can you think of some strengths that you've used in times of transition? Yeah, you know, I I think we've talked about transition can be a tough time. It can be an exciting time. It can be all, you know, all those times mixed together. And I think because of the pressures we're, you know, we're saying this as you moving into a different kind of era and a different space and, often you're on your own. Um, I often use kindness in my, with myself at this time. So I use a bit of gentleness and kindness, that kind of inner compassion that we've talked about in other podcasts. 
So especially as I'm moving into a lot more different things happening, I'm I'm kind to myself. I'm saying, you're learning this, Elizabeth. It's going to take time for you to do this. You know, don't let that inner critic kind of get get a hold. Just just be kind, be gentle with yourself. Take your time. What about you, Louise? Yeah, yeah. I think um, growth is one of my top strengths in any assessment I do. And that is a, a point. If you want to understand your strengths in more detail, there are assessments you can do online. Just Google it. And and I think often at a lot of universities, your career centre will give you access to things like strengths profiles. So um, you might want to have a look at that and see if you can access one for yourself there. Um, but so one of my top strengths is growth. And, you know, change and transition and, and moving into a different stage of our lives is a brilliant chance for personal growth. So I tend to think about it from that perspective. What am I going to learn? Isn't this exciting? Oh, I'm curious to do this because that's different and I'll you know, hopefully learn something. But then also a bit of self-compassion there and recognising that it doesn't always go as planned and I might not always learn something good you know sometimes things go wrong or I don't do as well as I'd hoped and then there's a chance also to learn about well not yeah that's failure and and recognize that yeah okay not everything works out brilliantly sometimes it goes wrong well I'll just get up and move on and do something differently and one thing that comes to mind there is you know I know in freshers weeks you know if you're into sports there'll be the um, trials to get into the Bucks teams and then the uni t- teams and you know just to say if you don't um there'll be many reasons you don't and you know it's not always about your skill level in that sport you know it's about connections who you know how many spaces available and so on so just a contextualize but then also think okay but there's other times I'll get a chance to try this again other ways I can do this and enjoy it um and 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 think about it from that perspective so if we yeah. think about tip three, we're going to call that priori- priorities, flexibility and the importance of buffers. So the, here you have, you've got your idea about what, what kind of student you've got, you want to be, what you want to, what you want to kind of gain from this, this vision that you've got. You've got an idea of some of the goals you have. You've got an idea of some strengths that you're going to use. Now you're ready to start organizing and planning. So there's lots of things that kind of move around and kind of work together, that dynamic of stuff. Um, And it's likely clear that priorities will change. So as well as having a plan, a bit like Ben did, you have to build in some flexibility to change things. Because if it's all very rigid, that could also make you feel a bit stressed. So don't have a plan that's set in stone, have one that's a little bit flexible. Um, and build in what we call buffer zones, some time that maybe you can haven't got anything in in case you need to catch up in something. And also remember the time when we were talking about in our in the well-being series to build in relaxation, recovery, rest time. A good thing is to try and start with the big tasks, maybe the things that have higher priority, something that you need to get to each day. Um, and other tasks, maybe kind of lower order. So know what ones that are going to be your immediate ones that you need to get to. Um, you could time block things. So give yourself a block of time each day for work or studying. You know, if you know if you're not going to get up until 10 o'clock, put it in a time that's going to work for you. Um, 
then each day round about your time blocking, populate it with what's got to be done first and then other things that might be nice to do next. There was a story from Mark Twain, who was a, an American writer, and he said, if you've got two frogs to eat, a big frog and a little frog, eat the big frog first. <laughs> and it's clear, you know, if you eat the big frog first and you do it early in the morning, you're going to get over the hurdle of always having, I've got that thing to do, I've got that thing to do, which can weigh heavy in yourself. And I know in one of my kind of daily kind of setting myself organization, I ask myself, what's the big frog? And I try to do it first. So it helps me feel quite productive. Got it done. Got it done really early. So I've got that feeling of success. Anything else, Louise, that you would add about about priority? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you, getting the threat, big thing done first. And I do try to do that. Um, I'm just thinking that, yeah, I, I kind of imagining as you were talking there, I was imagining a calendar or a, mm. you know, one of those planners sort of hours throughout the day. I know for me, sometimes that doesn't really work because I get myself, you know, I sit down with all the good intentions and but I'm a terrible overachiever when it comes to trying to cram things into the day. Well, not overachiever, I don't achieve at all. I have, I'm so far too optimistic about what I can cram into one day. And so I'll get to about three o'clock and realise I'm four hours behind and it actually hasn't been particularly helpful. Perhaps I need to take a note and build in more buffer, buffers throughout the day. But, um, you know, you could sort of create lists instead of actually just allocating stuff to time, you know, all the time. You might have a, a calendar for the day or a time sheet for the day or just an idea of morning, afternoon, what am I doing in the morning, what am I doing in the afternoon? That might be a nice, loose way to play with it. But just create yourself some lists. So a monthly list, a weekly list, and then a, a daily list. And then just use that daily list to plan out, well, what's my priority today? And what will I put over to the next day? I know a few people who do that, and that works quite well too. So you still have a big picture about what you need to achieve, but you're not actually populating sort of every hour of every day um, if you feel like you need some more flexibility in the way in which you do things. Um, so moving on to tip four. Um, so what I would do is create an overview of the term and then add the detail that you want to add. So this is where you start. So you might have a big calendar for the term, um, put your dates in that sort of the big, big, big things that are happening in that. So you'll have received from your course, um, your timetable for the term. You'll know when you've got your lectures, your tutorials and then the other activities that go with your course. Put those on first and then think about other term dates, such as you know, have you got a reading week? Um, when's that? Social sporting events, if you're involved in other in sports that you need to remember. When are those? Put those in. Um and then, you know, start thinking about all these assignments and the essays. If you've been given details about those, you know, when are those due dates, um, exam dates? You, many universities will do exams for modules from this first term just after Christmas. So if you know those dates, put those in because it's useful to have those as a reminder. So you, you should populate your calendar and your diary or whatever it is you're working with, with these key things. And then build your day-to-day -day routine around that because you'll see what you need to reach and what you need to achieve by and by when the big, big date deadlines. Um, 
then there's some decisions to make around how you're going to live your life. So, you know, lectures, you know, lectures are generally, and it depends which university you're at, but they're often offered as either in per- as in person and then recorded. So they're also available online. Now, there are obviously pros and cons to either way, whether you go in person or you watch online. Um, but if you go in person, it does mean that that's getting you up and out. That's quite an important thing. There's more chance of meeting people if you're out and on campus than if you stay in your room to watch online lectures. Um, and you also get to know the staff and you get a sense and a feel for your department and for your university if you're walking around regularly. You can probably tell from what I'm saying there, which I would which I would recommend um but of course there are reasons for watching online sometimes and perhaps you're going to do a mix of the two that's perfectly fine and of course the online version is always a good way of reviewing the content for a second time and so on then look at the assignments you have to complete the deadlines and then do some chunking down you know start thinking about well okay in order to have that handed in on date x you know, what do I need to do? What work do I need to do to get me to that point? So perhaps you're going to start with the research and the reading that you're going to need to do as a background to that assignment. So start writing down what that would be and chunk down the tasks. Um, You could then create a flowchart. You know, this is step one, step two, step three, step four for yourself. So you know the different steps and allocate the tasks to your timetable or to your list of to-dos. Um, so that you know when you're going to get around to doing stuff Um, and remember to build in a buffer for when things don't go to plan. Where are you going to study? Spend some time thinking about that. Um, Of course you've got your study bedroom but it's also good to get out so perhaps start testing out different study areas. You know there's a library but then there'll be other areas in your departments when you can go and study as well. So again try them out um, go and see what it's like to sit in Costa and work or in the bar or whatever. There'll be all kinds of different venues. So try them out and see which works best for you. And then, of course, you're going to want to build in your social and personal time. You know, when are you going to play sport? Do you go to the gym? Do you do different forms of exercise? What hobbies do you have? If you've joined societies, they will have events on certain nights. So are you going to commit to going to those? When will they be on? And nightmare of nightmare for a lot of freshers is you have to buy the online tickets and that's a bit of a nightmare because they get released and you have to jump on online as immediately to grab them so get yourself organized about that knowing when tickets are going to be released and when you can go and grab them and if you're having late late nights great but plan a lion um wednesdays often are the sporting socials so thursday morning maybe a bit of a slower start unless of course you've got that 8 30 lecture which my daughter had four of in her first term each week. <laughs> That's a bit tough. So she was That's tough, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. very tough. Yeah, <laughs> Jenny has one this year, so she's thrilled. Um, anything else you'd add here, Elizabeth? Um, remember that you don't have to work alone. I think getting mm. a group, like a work group or a study group, or you know, to work as a group. I know people do that really well. I've even heard that you know the trying to remember where this was I heard but people were still they were working with a group but everybody was on zoom and they were working like you were still working with your friends from school but you were actually working in zoom and you were all doing it um so remember you you know you can you don't have to be on your own to do this and also remember all those basics 
um, the things that you need to do apart from all of this. So, you know, thinking about what, you, what you're going to have for dinner, you know, try not to leave it to the last minute because then you might end up eating kind of things that might not be helpful to you. But we all need to do those other really exciting things like laundry and shopping and cleaning and cooking. So maybe that's something else you could do as a group or maybe you could kind of block times um, for the weekends for doing, you know, that stuff so that you leave during the week to work. Um, and you might even have a job. So fitting all of that around a job might be a bit more complicated. And so it does say you need to be organized. There needs to be some some kind of, you know, intentional organizing here because you could easily drop some of the balls and it just all kind of collapse. So the power of a plan is about feeling organized and, and feeling productive when you get to go, I've done it, I've ticked that box off, or, you know, you have that sense of progress. So if you haven't done a plan before, try it. And if you have, I'm sure you know the benefits of it. Remember not to be a slave to it. Remember to be flexible, have some buffer times and allow yourself, you know, a little bit of that flexibility. Um, that's also really important. So now tip five. What's tip five, Louise? So it's a learning process. <laughs> um, learn what works best for you from, from trial and error. Um, remember, a plan is only a plan if you use it. So start small, perhaps plan for a few days and just see how that goes and adjust, make adjustments. You know, this is your plan. This has to work for you. And, you know, putting this, this, this short podcast together, you know, on the one hand, it would be very easy to be very prescriptive about what we said, but we're trying not to be. So we're throwing suggestions at you and telling you what to perhaps consider. But it really is down to you how you organise your time and how you work your plan so you just just yeah trial and error and and the other thing when it comes to work you know plan to do small chunks of work at a time to begin with you know you're getting back into education after a long summer um you've got a lot of other things going on as you're settling in so don't over pressurize yourself from the get-go um give yourself a sort of easy run-in if you like initially by planning to work in small chunks of time, likely to put it off then, you're less likely to procrastinate, and you'll also focus a lot better. And as Elizabeth just said, you know, plan to do this together. So find some planning buddies, get together and say, let's let's do some planning together, um, hold each other accountable um, for trying to stick to our plans, but also discussing the plans and working out what would be better. And remember, we never, ever get everything we intend to get done in life. <laughs> you should see my lists. <laughs> um, so take time to be proud of what you do achieve, what you do accomplish. Congratulate, congratulate yourself for that. You know, settling in this term, you know, building those friendships, getting to know your way around, doing some work. Um, you get to Christmas and you've achieved all of that you'll have done a really good time's work so yeah don't be too harsh on yourself at this point and keep an eye on what's really important to you and the rest is likely to slot in so how about a handy summary Elizabeth right, to summarize all the things that we've talked about then here's the five tips for routine and planning tip one gain clarity on your why what motivates you or even be thinking as well about how can you get that motivation by acting into it. Tip two, 
recognize your personal resources and your strengths you've already used to help you succeed and put them into action. Know what they are and use them. Tip three, priorities, flexibility, and the importance of buffers. Try not to let things slip because it's a it's an easy course to kind of feeling you're not you're not doing what you need to be doing so try and be intentional about those things tip four create an overview of the term and then add in details so if you see it all you know what you've got to do it's a really good thing to have a visual kind of support for you and tip five really importantly this is a learning process. You are at the beginning of doing something different on your own. Um, it's easy to ex focus on the things that you're not doing well, focus on the stuff that you are doing well. Like Louis said, if you get to the end of term one and you think, yay, I'm still here. I've got a few friends. I've, I know what I'm studying. I've done some work. That's something really to celebrate. And it's the part of setting yourself up for success for the rest of your time at university. So thanks so much for listening. Here we're going to just share a few quick resources that may be helpful. Also remember to go and register for that playbook. You'll get a summary of all that we've discussed, some handy questions to help you reflect on the content and a list of resources all for free. Go to Louise Wiles. Dot com, so that's wiles, W-I-L-E-S dot com forward slash lean, L-E-A-N dash in. Now, for a longer episode on organisation, you can go to episode 34, The Fundamentals for Wellbeing, Organisation Matters. The first half is about preparing to move to university, so perhaps not so relevant now, but the rest is about organisation once you're there. Now, if you're thinking about procrastination, then you can listen to episode seven, Tomorrow Will Do. And the book mentioned in the podcast was Indistractable, How to Control Your Attention and Choose Your Life by Nir Eyal. Other resources, How to Be More Organised, an article by Save the Student, and Your Student Guide to Staying Organised at University, Uni Exposed UK. So that's all for today. We hope you have a great week. Take care and we'll be back next week with the next episode. Bye-bye for now. And now for the legal bits. The information contained in this podcast is for information purposes only. The content is not intended to act as a substitute for professional advice. Please do not delay in seeking professional help for any medical or mental health condition. Use of the information on this podcast and associated materials is at the user's own risk.